Today is Tuesday, November 15th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. It's been one week since Election Day, and control of the House of Representatives is still not clear with Republicans holding 212 seats to Democrats 204. 218 seats are needed for the majority, and it is still looking like it will go to the Republicans by an extremely small margin, like one to two seats. But if that does happen, the question over who will be elected Speaker of the House remains. Former Republican Speaker and current Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, known to some former presidents as My Kevin, has reportedly been informed by numerous members of his own party that he does not have the votes to be re-elected speaker. He will need 218 votes in the formal floor vote when the new Congress convenes on January 3rd. And today, House Republicans will be holding a closed-door conference to determine who will be running in that formal floor vote. It's expected that someone from the very right-wing faction of the House Freedom Caucus will run against McCarthy today, at least symbolically. It's unclear, though, who the other options are for Speaker. Though since the person doesn't necessarily have to be a member of the House, some people have thrown around Liz Cheney's name as a possibility. If you can for one second imagine the scene where someone has to seriously ask AOC if she will vote for Liz Cheney. The very important governor's race in Arizona was called last night for Democrat Katie Hobbs against one of the Republicans' foremost election deniers, the permanently Paris-filtered Carrie Lake. This was an extremely important race given how problematic it would be for her to have power over certifying elections in the key swing state of Arizona, especially in 2024. And I mean problematic in the old school sense, not like once had a bad choice of Halloween costume, though I have no doubt she had that as well. On the note of voting in swing states, we have two important headlines from Nevada and Georgia. Voters in Nevada last week approved a measure that would establish ranked choice voting in the state. The new system would create an open primary, meaning both Democrats and Republicans run against each other. And the top five candidates who received the most votes would move on to the general election for that position, where voters would then rank the candidates from one to five. Under this system, the candidate that takes more than 50% of the vote is declared the winner. This would be how Nevada will conduct all state and federal elections, except for the presidential race. However, Nevada voters will need to approve this measure again in 2024 for it to take effect in 2026, since the measure amends the state constitution. And that's just how they do things there. In the bigger picture, ranked choice voting has been growing in popularity as proponents argue that it produces more moderate candidates than closed primary systems, where the most engaged voters in a party tend to choose the more extreme candidates for general elections. Not like things have gotten too extreme around here, though. Now for some important voting news out of Georgia, pertaining to the December 6th runoff between Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, which will decide the final race in the Senate. Georgia election officials have banned early voting on the Saturday before the election, which is a crucial day for voting, by the way, and leaves only five days of in-person voting on the weekdays before. County governments will have the option to add up to three more early voting days starting the day after the results of the initial election are certified, so potentially Tuesday and Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Sunday after. But obviously that is not guaranteed everywhere. You might be wondering why Georgia election officials have created the schedule this way. 
as one would. The reason is because state law prohibits in-person early voting on Saturdays if a holiday is within two days beforehand. That holiday is happening on the day after Thanksgiving. And no, it is not Black Friday. It is a Georgia-specific state holiday that is meant to memorialize none other than Confederate General Robert E. Lee. The irony here is richer than the southern states got off the backs of free black labor. U.S. intelligence officials have reportedly compiled a classified report detailing extensive efforts by the United Arab Emirates to manipulate the American political system. The activities described in the report include both illegal and legal tactics to steer American foreign policies in ways that were favorable to the UAE, from the basics like lobbying, making campaign contributions, to relying on weak enforcement of disclosure laws that were designed to prevent this exact thing. And in a story that is completely unrelated, I'm sure. New findings that were released yesterday by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform show that the governments of the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Turkey, China, and Malaysia spent hundreds of thousands of dollars at the Trump International Hotel in Washington while they were trying to influence U.S. foreign policy. In the most expensive example, receipts obtained by the committee revealed that the Prime Minister of Malaysia and his delegation spent over $250,000 at the hotel in one week in 2017. At the time, they were lobbying the Trump administration to drop an investigation into a Malaysian sovereign wealth fund that he had co-founded. Thanks for nothing, Zoolander. We are heading to school for our final round of stories. And unfortunately, we need to go from the most tragic to least tragic. Yesterday, a student at the University of Virginia opened fire on his classmates killing three members of the school's football team and wounding two other people. The subject has been charged with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. Last week, a second federal court issued another order blocking the Biden administration's student debt relief program. As a result, the Education Department announced that they're not accepting applications while they seek to overturn those court orders and White House officials are considering extending a pause on student debt payments in the meantime. As of now, payments had been scheduled to resume on January 1st in conjunction with a loan forgiveness. Happy New Year, here's your interest charge. And finally for today, we have the largest strike of 2022. 48,000 academic staff members at the University of California school system went on strike yesterday over the university system's bargaining practices. The staff are seeking a minimum annual salary of $54,000 plus increased childcare benefits, claiming that they do not earn enough to live in the state. They also allege that the university is not bargaining in good faith, refused to provide necessary information for them, made changes to pay and transit benefits without consulting the union, and otherwise obstructed the bargaining process. So hopefully the California school system has a bunch of VCRs on wheels that they can pull out of storage. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying the show, please help us keep growing by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts and five stars on Spotify. Or you can just tell a friend or your entire TikTok following. And if you just can't get enough of the morning announcements, be sure to subscribe to my new premium episodes where I deep dive into the bigger themes behind the headlines that we can't cover in five minutes. 
The latest episode is about the Christian nationalist plan to make the United States into a theocracy, and Roe vs. Wade was just the beginning. This week, I'm going to be exploring the full biography of Elon Musk, not the parts that he wants you to know, though. You can subscribe on Apple or Spotify and get two premium long episodes a month, and you can get a seven-day free trial on Apple. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.